Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast, where today we are welcoming, welcoming, welcoming back <laughs> Travis Steffen. Uh, I believe he was on episode number 10, our 10th anniversary, and now he's on episode number 29 because he's 29, he's 29 years old. <laughs> That's why. What's up, man? Just hanging out on the couch, drinking some coconut water, and just got done a long day and uh, looking forward to not doing a whole heck of a lot for the next few hours. Nice. Just talking about random stuff. It's going to be lovely. Yeah. So I've been up since four in the morning, so I'm a, oh, little, yeah. I'm a little goofy today. I'm on your train lately, honestly. I, I have been, I have no children, but I have been getting up at like 4.30, 4.45 lately. Nice, man. Have you been waking up at like 1 in the morning and then 3 in the morning and then 4 in the morning? Maybe mm-hmm. some poop you have to clean up in there? Nope, not at all. None, none whatsoever. Uh, I usually make it into the toilet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's good, dude. I mean, we've established that you are 29, so I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you can make it. Um, uh, but like anything, there are always exceptions. <laughs> uh, like okay, so you you're one of the most successful people I know. Slash. Oh wow, thank you. Man. Yeah. Also, my best friend. Um, what's what's like a morning routine for you? Because that's something I've really been thinking about lately. Mm-hmm. Because I find myself waking up and instantly distracting myself sometimes like getting on my yeah. phone i always get on my phone with the intent to check the weather but mm-hmm. then it always inevitably goes to email and all that at like four in the morning as soon as i wake up and i know that's a yeah. terrible habit to be in so what yep. does travis stefan do let me see if i can actually go to my morning checklist without losing this call are you still there i'm okay. still there yeah so i've got like a little checklist that I follow every morning that kind of guides my morning routine. Um, the first thing that I, so I use this lit, this like listing app. It's like super simple. It's called done. And it's like just a, it's just a list that I use for my morning routine. It's the same every day. Um, literally every day. Uh, it's, there are just like a few, five quick things that I'll, um, check off first. One is, no impulse buys from the day before. Did I do that the day before? Like I'm kind of just taking an inventory the day before for the first few items. And if that's a good item, I'll check that off. So what's an uh, impulse buy? Give us an like example. Just stupid things. So my, an impulse buy to me is like something pops in my head and I'll instantly buy it on Amazon. And my rule that I've imposed for myself lately, just to be a little bit more fiscally responsible, is I'll do that, but I'll put it in my cart And I'll let it sit there for a few days. And if after a few days I still want it, okay, sure. Like it's probably something that I'll use. But I've been kind of catching myself getting something, forgetting about it, getting it in the mail and being like, what the hell is this? You know? Um, What what was the – was there one item you impulse bought? Impulse bought? bought? (laughs) You you bought impulsively. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. was there one item that really 
made you realize that this was a habit you had to change? So many things. Oh, tell me. Yes. Uh, the dumbest things that I've bought. <laughs> and it's been a, a few years. It used to be a way bigger problem. But the dumbest things. I, I had like three different lengths of samurai swords. <laughs> like real unsharpened samurai swords. <laughs> I had like probably two dozen different kinds of like knives and like different throwing knives and things that you assume you would need in the zombie apocalypse that none of which are guns all the stupid things like i had a pistol grip crossbow like literally just apocalyptic weapons you know you just watched the walking dead and you're like okay these are the weapons that i need they're so dumb and then i also had like a hat like a faux hazmat suit situation and like all this other stupid crap that I've never, that I would have never touched. Um, here where I'm, where I am now, I don't think I've gotten much. I'm looking around my place and I don't have a whole lot that I haven't really used. So I've been better about it. And it's partially because I've kept it at the forefront of my mind with this thing. I just kind of follow this list and I know that if I – I'm just honest with myself, so I know if I don't do that the day before, then I – you know, it will kind of go by the wayside and I'll get caught in that really dumb habit again. Uh, the next one is no restaurants yesterday. And sometimes – usually once, maybe sometimes twice a week, this will get broken. But it's always a goal of mine to not eat at restaurants um, if I can at all help it. So I'll go to like the grocery store and get – food and I'll cook, um, for pretty much everything. Even all day at the, at the office, I'll cook everything. You're, Uh, you're a very regimented person. Incredibly. Especially with nutrition. Um, especially when you're training for some sort of event. Now I've pretty much always, always, but I've seen you with like a bowl of candy in front of you. And I think me and you both have the issue of like, if there's candy literally in front of me, I'm uh-huh. not going to stop just shoving candy. Stop. I have no willpower. <laughs> I have no willpower. Like, and that's why I don't buy it because like if I were to buy a box of cereal, for example, yeah, it doesn't, that box of cereal, if I buy it at 10 at night, it doesn't make it to 8 a.m. Can I give I people an idea? whole thing. Can I give people an idea of how regimented you are? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with this? I mean, you could, any number of things I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> I think I do. Okay, so you were in China for like a month um, by yourself. You were sent there for work. Um, you were doing work there. And for the first few weeks, we didn't even talk. Like, I think we, like, sent each other a couple messages, you know, make sure you're still okay. Um, but we didn't talk over the phone, which is kind of unusual. Um, and then eventually we realized we could FaceTime and it's not going to charge us the international charges. Mm-hmm. At least it didn't charge us, did it? No, I bet that, not that I'm aware of. Okay, no. good. And so anyway, so Travis is like on FaceTime with me, and he's showing me the hotel room he's staying in, and he's going through everything. He's like, yeah, here's the bathroom. Here's the, the bed. Here's the view. Uh, here's my food I brought. And then he started going through your food. 
and you like yeah. brought food to China with you because yep. you were on this regimented diet and you didn't know if you'd be able to get your food. And you're going uh-huh. through it and you're like, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what the items were you're saying because mm-hmm. only one stood out when you're like, yeah, I got this, this, and this, and rice, and this, and this. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hold on. You brought rice to China? <laughs> sure did. So you're regimented is what I'm kidding. Um, uh, all right, moving on. Number yeah. three on your list. Okay. Uh, bed by 10 last night. Like okay. I want to get to bed early and I want to check off. I'm kind of like a list whore. I want to check off every item. Um, so that's like a big motivating factor for me to go to bed early. And so that allows me to wake up early and also have gotten rest. And then two others are listing last night. So I want to make my big to-do list, which I have like a crazy regimented one that I follow every day. Um, and then wake up before six, which is now probably going to change to wake up before five. Cause I'm like fully on that earlier than five train. Um, then we get into the, the items that I actually do. Then when I wake up the instant, I wake up before I even turn my phone off airplane mode. Cause it's always on airplane mode as I sleep. Cause otherwise everybody would be hitting up, hitting me up constantly. Um, meditate. So I'll do like headspace, like basic headspace meditation, uh, law of attraction practice. So like I'll essentially like will proactively be, um, doing some like affirmations and, um, you know, things like that, uh, reading a little bit about law of attraction. I'm kind of like a, uh, I would not call myself like a woo woo crazy person, but I do believe in it as much as one should knowing that it was kind of formulated from the robber barons, the most successful people in American history. So if you, if you think that that a bit, yeah, I mean, I guess the basics. So I've hired a coach to really work with me on it because it's hard to, it's an easy enough concept to think you understand, but it's difficult to really know. And it's like anything you have to be proactive with how you practice it. Um, and so basically the, uh, the core tenet is just like thoughts, thoughts make things. It's like what you think about is what's going to be attracted to you in your life. Like this whole like vibrational frequency, weird thing that some people talk about. Um, sure. But it's just kind of a, your thoughts create your reality around you. Um, so like if you were, I think the basic example everyone always gives is, uh, is like, um, Oh gosh, sorry. I'm getting like mad text messages from my work Madden 2017 league. I just have not played my game in the playoffs and they're so so mad at me. Here's I guess, because I don't think you're definitely like one of the most scientific guys I know. Yeah. And yep. so for most things, especially like physical, new, mm-hmm. physical exercise, nutrition, you're definitely going to like be into what the research says. Yep, but when it's mindset things like power of attraction, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's harder to research. It's harder to get data. Well, and you know, I would actually challenge that cause I, I think I'm the same on that side of things too. And so the whole 
core concept was it was never supposed to be like kind of a woo-woo out there spiritual thing. It was, um, there was a school teacher back in the early 1900s that went and dissected Rockefeller and Carnegie and JP Morgan and, and, um, you know, Vanderbilt and like all the, the guys that they created antitrust laws for, um, because they were so wealthy and successful, unfairly. So like they were the ones that were actually running the country and the world. Um, and he tried to figure out the commonalities, like what were the patterns, not knowing what they would be. And across all of them, uh, it was this very specific set of rules for the way they think. And so he created that and it came like he, they, he wrote a book about it. And since then, almost all of the most successful people on earth since then preach the exact same core principles of the law of attraction. Literally almost all of them. Uh, if you listen to them speak, almost all of them will, will have these things in common and they're directly at odds with the way that most people think. And, most people just assume that it's a bunch of heavy bullshit. They just, they can't imagine a reality where that sort of thing would work. But time and time again, the pattern repeats itself. And the people who don't think that way are nowhere even in the same breath as the people who do. Um, it's shocking. Like it's very dramatic. And I eventually was on one side of the, the camp thinking that it was, hippie bullshit. And eventually I was just like, I can't ignore the patterns that I'm seeing and the conversations that I'm having with the, these people that I want to be more like that are telling me I need to give more attention to this thing. And, um, so I hired a coach cause I clearly did not know what the hell I was doing. Um, and her job effectively, she worked with me for like six weeks, a couple times a week to try to imprint this stuff into my brain. And it's been now years and I've still worked with her like on and off um, because it is a very difficult thing to like, it's, it's easy to understand, but it's difficult to automatically and reflexively put into practice because your mind tries to revert back to just instinct. Um, and, uh, but it's like the, the results that I've seen from it are, there's no refuting. Like it's almost like what I would consider to be like wizardry or magic or something. And I'm not that guy that would say that sort of thing if, if it was not, cause I'm incredibly left brain, very scientific, very evidence driven. Um, I, I could not believe more in, in something from that perspective. Uh, so I definitely do it every day. Um, sometimes twice a day and I still have like calls with, with, uh, with my coach if I feel myself like kind of slipping in that, in that way. So what exactly do you do? Is it a visualization? Is it uh -uh. No, it some really sort is of just affirmation like, you're giving yourself? It's just, no, I mean, it's not like, it's not that simple. It's just really the way that the way that you that you choose to see the world and the way that you choose to think about things, um, having the confidence that you already have all of these things that you want. 
and like, like they're already yours. Um, and, uh, the reason that things have not come to you yet is because you've been attracting the current reality that you're in. Well, it's the idea, you, is it the idea that your thoughts kind of breed your attitude, which in no, no, no. turn it's, breed your it's action? Like it's literally, it's not, it's not like that would be the logical connection to make. It is literally like the, and it's going to sound crazy. And I understand that it sounds crazy because I thought <laughs> that it sounded crazy too. But it's, it's literally the thoughts that you think, and they teach that it's something about like, and I don't want to go too much into it because like when you verbalize it, it sounds nuts. But It's like when you um, try to explain the plot of Lost. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like someone who hasn't seen it. Humor me for a second. The way that they teach it, the way that law of attraction, like quote unquote experts teach it is your thoughts about something set forth a, what they call a vibration, um, in the universe, quote unquote, that brings you like the facilitates the, like the, the manifestation that you're creating, like you're by thinking in a certain way, you bring that reality to life around you. Um, so for example, and this is the simple example that they always give, let's say I'm broke and I'm, I want more money. And I keep thinking like, I have to use the law of attraction. Like I want more money. I want more money. I want more money by saying that. Um, and by thinking that I'm effectively coming from this place, they, they call it like a place of lack. I'm thinking from a place of a lack of money. Um, and so I'm, I'm feeling what I feel when I don't have money. However, if you were to flip that on its head and imagine a reality in which you have as much money as you could ever want and you are like all of your bills are paid, you've got your dream house, like you've got it flowing to you, it's effortless. Um, and you're living in this reality for a moment in your head and you're feeling the feelings that you believe you would feel if all those things were truly happening. Um, and you're not thinking like, I need more, I want more because it like the subtext is always because I don't have enough. And by thinking that like you're attracting not enough, uh, and that's the reality that you effectively always then create. However, if you're always saying like the affirmations, if you're doing like law of attraction and affirmations around money, it's like, um, I have more than enough money. Money comes to me at for every day from all places. Uh, it comes to me effortlessly and easily. Um, I have more than enough money to do anything I want to do in this life. I wish good things and, and abundance for, you know, all of the people around me and like all these different things, um, that you're verbalizing with the intent of actually making it take root in your mind. Um, and, and so like the, the core theory, whether you decide to believe or not, like is that those thoughts will bring, if you truly believe them and it's not just like, well, I'm going to skeptically try this experiment. If you truly believe them, they, they like, they happen. And, and for anyone who's listening to this, who's never tried it, your immediate reaction is going to be 
that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> There's no way that works. This is not Harry Potter land. Um, like, I don't believe in magic like that. I'm a what a lot of people call a quote-unquote realist. But I'm telling you, whoever you, you are, listener, um, if you really think that you and your small human brain with the absurd limitations of the human brain believe that in the few years that you as an organism have spent on this one planet in this universe, if you believe you know all the ultimate truths to the way that the, the world and the universe around you works, you are an idiot. Like, what do you mean, dude? Up. I got it figured out. What are you talking straight about? Straight up. Straight <laughs> up. Like, like that level of certainty in disbelief to me is so much more short-sighted than than just absolute staunch belief like being skeptic is great and i was a skeptic and in some like sometimes i still am and then i can i like practice this stuff because i've seen again time and time again like the most successful people that i know and that i've never even met because they're so high up practice this stuff every single day most successful people throughout history have and the things that i've done while practicing it have like scared the crap out of me like small things like literally driving in la traffic one day like every single day you're like you're essentially when i was the first time i started getting into this stuff i was i would drive from the valley to hollywood during rush hour and you'd sit in traffic for two hours and i started working with this law of attraction coach around the same time and I was living with Brandon Sweat, who's been on the show. And he, he can attest to this. He was in the car with me. Like, I had these calls with this lady, and she was like, I can tell that you're a skeptic, so we're going to go through this exercise, and you're going to believe by the time you're done. Um, and you're going to call me. And you're and basically, she told me how it would, exactly how it would play out. She's like, do this stuff, and I want you to just allow yourself to fully believe. Like, completely believe. And I'm going to give you a one example and it's going to be traffic, like something that is that haunts everyone in Los Angeles. And like we're going to just deeply ingrain this shit into your skull that you're going to drive through like the 405 during rush hour. And there's going to be nobody. And like you're going to com- like just go straight through, no stops, and you're going to get the front parking spot at like the place that you never get. And it's just like – the most menial, ridiculous thing, um, you know, and I knew I'm like, okay, well, obviously it's not going to work out like literally exactly like that. Um, but okay, sure. Like I'll, I'll humor it. And I went through this process and by the time it was done, like I actually literally did a hundred percent believe that it would happen. I allowed myself to try to get that sort of value from it. Um, and guess what? It fucking happened. Like, it was I and I look over at Brandon halfway through the drive and he's white like a sheet. Like he's he's like, This is scary. Um, I didn't expect it. Cause like I told him what was gonna happen. Uh, and I just like I didn't even question, it. I believed it. I told him exactly what was you know, what what we were gonna do and what was gonna happen, and we the whole thing played out exactly like it like it was like it was off like freaking prophecy. Um, and from then on and call it coincidence or call it whatever, but from then on, I was in enough 
to give it a fair shake and to try it in other areas of my life. And in every one of those areas where I've been proactive for a period of time around something specific, every single time without fail, it's like things have played out exactly how I've envisioned them to inevitably. Like it take, it's a struggle sometimes to get yourself really fully there and to not have that creeping doubt and just feel like you're going through the motions. But when you're really truly there and you actually with all of your heart believe that a reality has already happened and there's absolute perfect certainty, it, it like every single time, like there's no, there's never been another, um, like another outcome, which is, it's like, it's pretty shocking that more people don't like, this is not a secret anymore. They call it the secret. That's like what the book, the secret is about. It's not a secret. Like it's been on every single gigantic new show, talk show, whatever Oprah talks used to talk about it all the time. Like it's not a secret. Everybody has access to this stuff. It's like, you go buy a book. Like there's a, a thousand books on it, but most people just assume that it's hippie bullshit. Cause they don't, there's no way to comprehend how that would be logical in the world of modern science. Um, and I can't, I can't really explain it through that lens. But what I do know is I've seen enough things to know that if I were to assume that I know the ultimate truth of the, like the ultimate truths of the way that the universe and the world works, I'm kidding myself. Like I've been on this earth 29 years. I'm a human being with the limitations of the human brain that I've been given. And like, you know, like that's, it's not enough to, to understand everything. So I have to just look for patterns regardless of what popular sentiment is like, look for what the, what, you know, the patterns reveal and believe that to be the truth. And like, so that's kind of where I'm at with this one. Uh, I don't know if you want to like ask questions or you want to get to the rest of my morning routine. Cause I kind of <laughs> went off on like a tangent. This is why I like having you on dude. I don't have to talk. Yeah. I mean, I would have to try it. Like you said, mm-hmm. <laughs> for me to really like completely mm-hmm. buy in like you have. Um, mm-hmm. but I think being willing to explore is a very mm-hmm. important trait for people to have. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, honestly, I think that's the, the big thing really is just, um, if you're going to try and explore, you have to kind of just be willing to find value where you can and not just try it with the goal of debunking something, quote unquote. And uh, because in that, through that lens, you're going to be going into it, expecting it to fail you. Yeah. And by doing that, you're creating that reality where it's going to fail you. What's this just doing a self-fulfilling prophecy essentially? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, like you're, you're, if you're expecting it to fail, it will fail. Like that is what you're attracting in that, like through that lens. And if you go into it, wanting it to work and expecting it to work and wanting to get value and wanting to learn and wanting to understand Little by little, you like all those things will happen, Um, you know, and it's never something that you just like, it's not like riding a bike. 
not even a little bit. It's not one of those things that like once you understand it, you know. Every day, like every day, it's a, a struggle not to backslide um, into an old or instinctual way of thinking. So it's not a perfect kind of thing. You have to continue to like keep it at the forefront of your mind at all times. Yeah, dude, let's get back to your morning routine. Okay. Because <laughs> that was a rabbit hole. Okay. So after that, after law of attraction practice, I do a gratitude journal right afterwards. It's like, what am I grateful for in my life? What am I sending to my friends and family and coworkers? What, uh, you know, different things like that. Just kind of get your mind in a positive, grateful state every day. We're all so focused on our problems, um, every day that it's, it's good to just take a step back and, you know, see how far you've come. Uh, so I do that every day. And then I set my meal alarms. So like you said, I'm super regimented uh, with everything and my meals. And I, I have a crazy busy day every every single day running the company and um, doing all sorts of different things everywhere uh, on the road or home or wherever. And so I'll get in the habit of just being heads down and not remembering to eat. So I'll set seven alarms throughout the day and I'll eat like I'll essentially all of them will be meals. Um, and usually I will have cooked once that day already, um, which happens later in my day, but those will be my, my seven meals. And the first few are like liquid, like egg whites or things like that. But, um, these are like, I'll set my meal alarms for the day. And then I'll clear Slack, which is our team company communication tool. Like we have a lot of people who uh, are in China or in like different areas of the world. And um, there will have been a lot of activity overnight. Or sometimes like there will be a like a, something critical will happen that gets people up in the middle of the night. So I just kind of check check in on, on that. Um, I run business intelligence and analytics. It's like one of the one of the many hats that I have to wear at this company. So I'll check in on some analytics and make sure that all the data is as it is expected to be. Uh, I'll clear my inbox of anything critical. And then I will text somebody. This is a new one, a new edition as of today. And it's called the Zero Junk Food Bet. (laughs) And basically, I will text somebody in my phone that I'm close to and I'll say, Hey, if I eat any junk food today, I owe you $20. Uh, because it was like, it was one of my like no junk food yesterday items, uh, like at the very top of it. But I was finding that that wasn't as effective. I needed some steaks for that one. Cause that's a toughie. Uh, so I put some steaks on it today. I'm like, you know what? That felt really good. I, and it worked. So I'm now, gonna continue to do that one. Did Joe do what I'm planning on doing, which is just texting you pictures of delicious food all day? He did not do that. No, <laughs> but there are like Oreos and all that kind of crap at the office. Oh, gotcha. So it's like a good. It's good for me to have steaks. So um, then I'll log my finances. Like basically, I'll check my QuickBooks app and see like what money did I spend yesterday, and I'll categorize it. Um, and, uh, just kind of get some visibility and be diligent on 
seeing what I've spent and like things like that, just being like watchful over personal finance. And this one is just like a recent addition as well as of like the last three months. Um, you know, cause it came time to tap for tax time. And then I did a lot of my bookkeeping and I was like, I'm an idiot. And I just spend money on stupid things a lot. Samurai um, swords. <laughs> just like dumb stuff where I'm like, I didn't need to do those things. Like, so, um, this is just kind of like being a little bit more fiscally conservative so I can do more frequent investing. Um, and then I have an item called diverse reading and I'll read like a few pages of two different books, like that are completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So right now I've got two that I'm reading for my diverse reading of the morning and it's, um, the sales acceleration formula was like the former SVP or the current SVP of sales at HubSpot was employee number one. HubSpot's like a big publicly traded inbound marketing tools company and uh, good book. And then the other one is the daily stoic. And it's basically like Ryan holiday um, takes excerpts from meditations by Marcus Aurelius or the Enchiridion by Epictetus or a few like of the teachings from Seneca and puts them into like plain English from someone who's modern that can articulate it and give examples in like a modern tongue that isn't so like Roman sounding. Uh, and just see, it helps to digest the concepts a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, stoicism in short, uh, there are many ways to describe it, but the easiest way to describe it in brief is like um, the lack of emotion or reaction anything that is outside of your locus of control. So it's like a philosophy that a lot of people live by where if I don't have direct control of something, I will not have an emotional reaction towards it. It is not good. It is not bad. It just is. I craft my actions based on the, like seeing the world around me. And um, like, that's kind of the viewpoint that, those people live by and a lot of people kind of practice. And I got curious about it. I'm not necessarily like a staunch, like everyone should try this type, type thing, but I've, I read the Enchiridion by Epictetus, um, which is like very, very like Roman dense in a lot of ways, kind of hard to, yeah, hard to get through. It was a very short read, but it was like just really difficult to understand some of the teachings. Where say. you have to like spend one minute, deciphering a sentence reading one sentence yeah. and just being like i don't quite get what he's saying here yeah um so this book actually really helps it's like one excerpt a day yeah man ryan um, holiday's the man he did the ego is yeah. the enemy and then last time we did a podcast together which i guess we should have mentioned oh wait we did mention okay uh yeah, he, yeah. he wrote the obstacle is the way which we talked about yeah 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 i love which i i dig you know I mean, I don't know. Have you heard any? I know there have been a couple of podcasts where he and Tim Ferriss have talked about stoicism. Like, have you heard any of those? I think he does? so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. So that's why I, I kind of started to read. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean. I tried to teach eighth graders stoicism and the obstacle is the way. <laughs> Which. <laughs> what was their reaction? Um. I mean, no one wants to hear that obstacles are good things because you 
see them as detriments of from you getting to whatever your goal is. Um, and the idea of the obstacle is the way is you have to have these obstacles to ultimately reach your goal. And you have to have these certain failures for you to gain the understanding that is necessary for you to eventually accomplish something. And eighth graders don't want to hear that. (laughs) True. But, you know, I'm hoping it's something in the future they look back on and they're like, oh, yeah, Mr. Ward was right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it it takes an adult mindset to go back and and even some adults don't get it where where they are able to legitimately step back and say, you're right. I was wrong. Like, and that's something that I've actually been practicing a lot more in the last, like, year, year and a half two years saying things like that to people. It's like liberating, man. Like knowing that it's okay to be wrong. Dude. And it's so terrifying for people to admit when they're wrong, Mm -hmm. which of, you know, leads to a whole bunch of big issues. (laughs) True. So true. (laughs) I suppose like if you're in a marriage or a relationship, it gets to the point where you kind of get desensitized to admitting you're wrong sometimes. Yeah, man. Because the other person needs it sometimes. Well, and if you're married to my wife, she's always right anyways. That's Um, true. Which is like legitimately true. And I'm not just saying this because I know she's going to listen to this. (laughs) So how long does this morning routine take you? Oh, we're not done. Like we're not, (laughs) we're not done. Um, So, so basically like after all that, um, you know, we'll do the diverse reading, make bed and clean. So I always make my bed every morning as soon as I get out of it. Uh, I heard a few people say this for a while and I thought it was stupid. Um, they, but they were like, I want to have some semblance of order and organization to start my day. I want to start the day with a small win. And, um, you know, and I, I just didn't get it really. And then I started doing it and I haven't stopped. Uh, it just feels good. And it also feels good at the end of the day to get into a made bed. Um, that's really like what it comes down to. I think that's kind of a boring one. Then I, then I have on my list, I have body log. And this essentially means I'm going to take my body fat percentage and weight, um, every day, like right away before I drink or eat anything. And after I avoid my bowels, I'll pee and then I'll like, uh, step on the scale and take my body fat percentage. And then I'll take a cold shower. Uh, so that's something I started doing after I read a Tony Robbins article about his morning routine about two years ago. And he has a cold plunge at his place. Like he has a cold tub and he'll do that in the morning. And I was like, how can I emulate that? I don't have the cold tub. I'll just do a cold shower every morning. And it's, it's like, as someone whose joints are kind of shot from years of athletics, it always makes me, it turns me from a decrepit 70 year old man getting out of bed to like, I'm like a spry young child again, uh, after the cold shower, my joints feel great. I'm awake um, and I just kind of feel good in general after that. And then I have an item called, which is going to be hilarious. Mirror convo, mirror convo. Like I will legitimately talk to myself in the mirror. You know, um, first of all, I, I have something to say about the making the bed thing. Um, uh-huh. just real quick. 
that's all about building momentum. And if you're building yeah, yeah. momentum and you're making like a super minor thing like that is a good decision, you're starting your day off by making a good decision. And then it's easier to make good decisions from there. You know, um, the mirror convo, that's not a crazy idea. I mean, it's crazy in the fact that a lot of people probably don't do it, including me. Um, but I've had the thought where you just need to look yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself about a lot of different aspects of your life. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it's a, it's probably a useful habit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been very, I enjoy it. I mean, personally, I enjoy it because, um, I just kind of sometimes need to hear from myself, you know, like I, I, it's kind of nice. Like, it's just kind of nice to, um, like tell yourself something as if you weren't you with the goal of getting yourself to feel how you would be wanting yourself to feel if you're talking to your, like if I was talking to you to start your day and my goal is like, I'm going to jazz Chris up for his day. Like, you, Dude, know, you need to add and, that to the morning routine. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the, the, if that's the goal, um, you know, I'm going to give you like a legit little motivational speak and a speech. And I'm just going to like slap you on the butt and send you out there. to kick some ass. Uh, and so I do that for myself. Like I literally legitimately do that for myself. It takes like maybe a minute, like less sometimes. And sometimes I'll only say a few words and that's all it takes, but it's all my list. Cause I just like, it's something that I really enjoy. I feel like I get some value from just like talk to yourself a little bit. Um, brush and floss is on there. Like this is on, like some of these items are on my actual like physical list. Uh, but I usually don't crack that out, um, and check that stuff off until I like sat down after I've like, you know, woken myself up and gotten rolling caffeine. So I'll have like my, either a cup of black tea or my pre-workout stuff, depending on, you know, um, what I, where I'm at at that point. Uh, and there are like maybe a week out of the month where I won't have any and I'll give my adrenals a break. But if I'm training hard and I'm working hard, like it's, I, I, um, I've seen enough studies, especially in grad school, um, that talk about the positive effects it has on cognitive abilities that, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely part of my routine. Um, take and pack supplements. So I'll take my morning supplements and then I'll pack the ones for the afternoon. I'll put them in my bag. I have do yoga. And like, this is a, a, I know that you didn't expect the list to be this long, but there's still more, um, do yoga, which I'll do for maybe three to four minutes while, while I'm watching a motivational YouTube video and my favorite two channels are ultimate motivation and there's another one that's probably even better called Basquiat Picasso and how do you spell that one I think it's like B-A-S-Q-U-I-A-T Picasso Um, and it's basically the YouTube channel is they will grab they'll rip out the audio from some of the best 
motivational speeches from like people who have given speeches, like commencement speeches or like, you know, motivational speakers talks or um, commercials or, or movies or things like that. Um, and they'll put, they'll like put them over top of like things like Nike commercials or, you know, different inspirational rags to riches, visual type st- stories, short films, whatever. Um, and they'll do that like for all their videos and just like you watch it and you're just ready to attack the day by the time it's videos over. And some of them are like five minutes long. Some of them are like an hour long, but I don't like, I just usually pick this, the short ones. Or if I pick a long one, I'll only watch about five minutes of it. Um, so I'll do yoga while that's happening. Then I do 25 pushups every day. Uh, you know, just kind of get the blood pumping a little bit. Posing. I just do go through my like NPC, my little bodybuilding physique posing routine, just kind of muscle memory. It which is actually legitimately like I underestimated how difficult that sport is. Um, with posing because you have to perfectly feel various like muscles in your body that you're not even sure how to flex at when you first get started and you have to like flex them in a certain way at a certain angle on command without seeing them in the mirror. Um, and you have to make it look like art and it's this whole process. So it's, it's something if you don't do it every day, you're going to suck. So I'll do that. And then I'll pack my bag for the day with like a change of clothes, uh, my work stuff, like my list, all like all, everything that needs, like all my protein shake they'll have after my workout. Um, and then once I have all that done, I'll practice the piano for about 10 minutes, uh, which I started picking up after Christmas because I bought myself a piano. I write for about five to 10 minutes on my blog, Viral Hero. I write about mar- viral marketing mechanics. And then I've got like a new course um that i licensed from our friend calvin johansson um called videos like a pro and i do a little bit of work on that for about five or ten minutes and then that is my whole morning routine i'm out the door i go i leave and i go to the gym have about 14 ounces of egg whites and then i start my day dude when you got to then i play piano i was like this is a saturday night live segment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where you just keep going and you just be like, and then I put on rollerblades and uh, <laughs> I do a couple of backflips here and there. Um, you know, I pet my dog for a bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude. It was, I mean, I, when I'm reading it to someone else, sounds like a lot, but I, like, I've never, I've never shown that to anybody else. I've never read it out loud before. So I've never even thought about it. No, in I just all honesty, like motor through it every day. Yeah, in all honesty, there's a lot of things on there. I think, I think that it, that are more than doable for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you got to build up to the Travis Stefan level of discipline. <laughs> oh yeah, it's but weird. How long does it take you? Like an hour? Yeah, it can take an hour. Sometimes it takes a little more. To be fair, like. Um, and a lot of people think it's a long time, and maybe it is, but it 
it's always helpful to me. Like it, it really sets the tone for the day. Nice man. Well, I'm going to get to question number two that I have. (laughs) (laughs) The first, the question about morning routine was really like a, you know, like a warm up question. Dude, and, yeah, and we're 50 dude. minutes in. Uh, <laughs> no, man, it was great. Um, Jesus. I wanted to hear all... I know these stories, but I wanted you to share a couple stories with uh, the Like a Bigfoot community. Which, by the way, what's a good name for the Like a Bigfoot community? We're slowly Big figuring feet? this out. I don't know. Like, uh, feet? Like, a, <laughs> <laughs> like what's the plural of Bigfoot? Bigfoots? Bigfoot. That's uh, a great point, man. And you know why? Because they're never seen together. So you don't need a plural. That's <laughs> <laughs> There's only one. Um, yeah. Let's go into... I want to hear the story of your first marathon because it's funny to me. That's the only reason why. All right. So the first marathon. Um, well, I had just torn my Achilles tendon about 10 months prior, a year prior, something like that, uh, in college football. And one of the things I had done to, I had never really run more than a mile at that point. And like, it was just like the mile run in gym class and stuff. Um, but I'd never really went jogging per se, like went for a run. Sometimes I would around my neighborhood after I watched Rocky or something like that. Growing <laughs> up. But it was never like something that I would do, much of well, that's not true every once in a while i would like run on the treadmill uh in high school after watching like the ultimate fighter and they did a hard treadmill run i'm like i wonder if i can do that but um so but i never really had done it regularly i started to do it as like a way of rehabbing the achilles um and eventually i remember like on the one year anniversary of tearing it I ran a half marathon just like randomly. Um, I ran a half marathon cause I like map quested the route and, you know, try to figure out how long it would take and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I did the route that was like a half marathon and I'm like, that was super easy. I'm confident that I can do a marathon. What is the big deal? Like that was so easy. And, uh, so I just like a couple days later had one of my buddies, drive me out down a country road (laughs) like a gravel country road 26.2 miles with his odometer and drop me off and i had no water i had no shirt i had no phone i had just my ipod because they had ipods then (laughs) Like this is not put us in a place in time. (laughs) Yeah, this is 2000. uh, So that would have been 2008. Uh, So like I had a couple comedy CDs like loaded onto this iPod. It was Nick Swordson. I had Joe Rogan, and that was it. Like that was literally it. Just those two, Um, and. I was like, okay, see you in four hours. And he drove away. <laughs> and at that point, I have no way of, of doing anything else. Like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. But I'm not phased because I'm like, half marathon is easy. Like, okay, maybe it'll be hard, but it'll be fine. Like, I, I can do it. 
So I get through a good chunk of this run. Probably got through about 15, 16 miles. Uh, and then I start to feel thirst. And I start to like, like my mind starts to play tricks on me. I'm looking around. There's nothing anywhere. And um, I'm looking at these farmhouses with that I'm running by. I'm like, I wonder if they'll notice if I just like steal water out of their hose. Like, do you think that they would be okay with that? Um, and I, but I didn't do it, so I just kept going. I'm looking around. I'm like, none of this looks familiar. I remember the route that we took out here. Now, what I didn't realize was it was a straight shot going out. But there were roads that forked into this road from, like, a bunch of different places. And I took a wrong turn. So I was now lost. And so I was just running and running. And inevitably, I get to this gas station in the middle of nowhere. And I bust in, no shirt, no wallet, no pockets in general. Bust in, run to the bathroom, stick my head under the faucet. <laughs> and I'm just like drinking water and drinking water and drinking water. And inevitably, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I can go back out and finish this run, not knowing where I am. So I'm just expecting to hit some sort of thing that I recognize and I'll get back to my apartment. Continue, keep going, keep going. Still no idea where I am. Like nothing looks familiar. And I'm still just like dying of thirst. Like it's the summer, like it's hot. Sun is out. People are driving by. Like I'm going to die. And like so I'm like run, walking, running, walking here and there at this point, knowing that if I stop running fully, like I won't start again. So I'm like trying to get myself to continue to run. And inevitably, I'm just thinking to myself, there's no way I haven't already run a marathon. There's no way. And so I get to the next gas station. Like, where the, like, where am I? (laughs) To the lady, she's like, oh, you're in like the outskirts of Waterloo, Iowa, like all this kind of stuff which is like the next town over from where I went to school. (laughs) And like, I had gotten so lost. I'd gone to the next town. So I'm like, can I please borrow your phone to call my sister to come pick me up? I call her and thankfully she answers like this random phone number and she comes and picks me up and I get into her car and sit down. She drives me back to my apartment and like, like she bought me like a bottle of water or something like that. And then we get to my apartment and I try to get out and I can't, like, I can't do it. Like my <laughs> joints are locked up. Like I can't really stand up that well. Um, finally got myself somehow, like got my knees to bend again and got myself to like stand up and stuff. And, uh, you know, like got it and like called a girl that I was trying to hook up with at the time. And it's like, come with me to the Chinese buffet. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And I just went and ate everything there. And that, I mean, it's, you know, so that's the, that's apl- the end of that story, but how, how apl- crazy is that, right? <laughs> Applying that story to the race we're doing in a couple weeks. What, uh, what lessons 
did you learn from making a terrible mistake? <laughs> well, first lesson is like probably could have died for sure because like, you know, you don't just like go and not bring water or food or anything at all. Yeah. And then like do, you know, a marathon or like a very long run. That's the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Um, and we're going to well, be in the desert too. So it's like, which I love, like I love the desert. I'm kind of like a desert person. I think like that's just my, the form of nature that I prefer. I would okay. say is the desert. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, out of everything, like mountains, beach, everything. Like I, I think I prefer the desert to everything. Um, that's, I don't know why that's the weirdest statement I've ever heard. You I, say. Like, I, I don't know. I, like it's it's weird. <laughs> it's weird to, to. I was just imagining say. you as like a fourteen-year-old like emo kid, just like I prefer the desert. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I just I I just feel it's beautiful. Natural. No, it is beautiful for real. And you know, obviously, where we're going is the desert. Mm-hmm. Like true, the most beautiful one of the most beautiful deserts in the world. So yeah, and like that's cool to me. But like, what I'm after really is just like the trophy case. I want the that accomplishment in my like life trophy case. You know, I know you're all about the life trophy case, which is totally totally not my cup of tea. Yeah. For me, which is, it's always weird, man. Like there are things about us that are completely and totally different. Uh, you know, it's funny, like, cause that might be different, but I think the common trait is just like, it's intrinsic motivation. It's like a different form it. of intrinsic motivation. Totally. It's like, we have a different, we have different forms of intrinsic motivation, but it's still at the end of the day, it's intrinsic motivation. For sure. For sure, man. So. You know, because nobody else gives a shit about my little life trophy case that I have of my like for I do. In my head. I dude, I I know? give I care about your life trophy, but I care about it quite a bit. Like it's one of the things that I hold nearest and dearest to my heart. So what's in your life trophy? I mean, like I've done things like fought in a cage. I like you know got a college degree, started businesses, like sold businesses, um, done a. An ultra, like done a 50K, climbed mountains, um, fought in Thailand, like all these different things that like uh, one would be like, oh, well, that's a pretty cool life achievement. Yeah. Um, But like in my head, I've got some life trophies that I feel like I would be humbled by to And like none of them that I have even – come close to the ones that I have my sights on really. Like they're not even, you're a big, you're a big dreamer, man. You're like, you have a big heart and you dream as big as you possibly can, which is, which is why it's fun to be your friend. And then it's fun to be your friend because you're one of the people I can just call up and be like, Hey man, I'm doing this. Do you want to do it? And then you'll, or I don't even have to ask sometimes. You just kind of like, there's like an air of like, oh, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to come like crew me? I'm like, crew you? That's so like, that's soft. Like, who do you think I am? <laughs> I'm not gonna crew you. No, no. Like, I have to obviously do it now. 
because otherwise, like, I'm not going to respect myself. Like, things <laughs> like that. Um, no, I want all seven summits. I want all of them. Uh, and I want the four deserts, like the Racing the Planet, so 250K stage races. Yeah, this would be a good yeah, exactly. for that. What, uh, what's your training been like for this? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I'm also, like, training for bodybuilding shows. So it's been kind of a hybrid. I've done a lot of rucking. Yeah. Um, you know, not a, not a ton of, like, super long distances. Just, like, more reliable every day a little bit shorter ones. Cause like, honestly, the one, if the one thing that got me last time, um, was my joints. It wasn't really that like my muscles are fine. Uh, my hydration was fine. My in, like calorie intake was fine. My mindset was fine. Yeah. It was my joints that really took the biggest beating. So I've just been trying to kind of, you got to train your joints. On them. You really do yeah. have to, like you can actually tra- train your joints and you have yeah. to, to do an ultra endurance yeah. race for sure. And that's, that's what I, that's what I've like, I, why I've been like rocking and wearing the weight vest and, you know, running with it in the city and stuff like that. So, um, and I've still been doing like treadmill stuff like yeah. I always do. And, yeah. Um, and it's, it, I think it'll be, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, but I think it, like I'll I'll survive. I think. Yeah, man, you'll be good. Uh, are you? Do you have a time you're shooting for, or just finishing? What's the limit? The race limit? Like, what? When do they pull you off? Fourteen hours, course? maybe. Okay, in know. that case, thirteen hours, fifty nine minutes, and fifty nine seconds. I actually, I don't know. I think that's it. I'm not sure. It's something like that. Something I'm like that. I'm relatively certain. Yeah. You told me it was like 14 or 15. Yeah. It was one of those two. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. I, I was meaning to ask you for a couple other stories, but we're running a little long. So next time Travis is on. Actually, next what time we'll be on is going to be after the race because um, I'm bringing my yeah. my studio, which is a laptop and a microphone. <laughs> what, what other stories did you want me to tell? I wanted point? you to enlighten the people about... The time you ran your first triathlon, uh-huh. oh, but no one cares fun. about the actual triathlon. It's what happened after the triathlon. That definitely is a longer story. It's such a long story, which is why we can't get to it. But there's a lot of like action, adventure, drama, comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it has everything. True. It is true. It could be like a, like a nice little subplot. Be plotted like super bad or something exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it, in turn, running your first triathlon and the mm-hmm. things that happened afterwards, in turn, led you to go to Thailand for like six weeks and do. It led to a lot of things in my life. It was like uh, one of the most profound catalysts that I've ever had. Yeah, I would say in life in general. So we'll get to that next time. Um, um, but yeah, dude. So the plan is to release this one. And then a couple of weeks later, release our like our like post race recap, where we will stay on topic on like what happened during the race, essentially. Yeah. And Brady yeah, will yeah. be with me, so we'll we'll rein you in, Travis. Well, we already talked about my morning routine, so I won't go down a fifty-minute rabbit hole on that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rabbit holes, there is something I did want to bring up because. This is episode 29, and you are the only person I got into an on-air argument with. Is that right? Yep. Do you remember what it was about? 
City Slickers. It was about City Slickers. Yeah, I do remember that. So you got to go back and listen to episode 10. But basically, Travis had the said the most preposterous thing I think he's ever said in his whole entire life. And he said that City Slickers 2 is better than City Slickers 1, which is yeah. so bonkers, totally true. bananas crazy. Jalovitz, <laughs> isn't it? And they they we know the find we, <laughs> Curly's gold at the end. They we, find okay, it. so I did mess up. I messed the plot up. Yes, that's true. But yep. the sentiment that I was bringing to the table is that City Slickers one had like a legit message, legit humor, that was like not sophisticated necessarily, but like kind of more way more sophisticated than city slickers too which had like billy crystal like dancing in his underwear and like all this other just so dumb it was so dumb dude <laughs> i don't know how else to put it city slickers 2 is really dumb it. i want to watch it again all right so but i will say one thing well that's what i want to bring up so let's see if this awesome. works this is going to be um as technical as this podcast gets so hold on let me just let different. me just bring to the table evidence. Like, hang on, hey, well, you you sound like you went from microphone to laptop. I did, uh, and I have like, to. Okay, for a specific okay. reason, because I'm bringing okay. to the table evidence for you, Travis. Okay, like, you're a scientific person. We've established this. <laughs> sure. So here's your evidence. Here I will enter evidence piece number one. Do you know what the secret of life is? No, what? This. Your finger? One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. That's great, but what's the one thing? That's what you've got to figure out. Poignant. Is poignant a word? Poignant. Poignant. Poignant advice here, Travis. Right, mm-hmm. like you, so. you can take that advice and use it in real everyday life. It's true. From City Slickers one. Yes, I would agree. Okay, that's City Slickers one. Let me enter evidence piece number two. Oh, you're you're gonna show a skewed picture, I think. survey yeah well i think you should definitely do it on every episode it should be a segment on your show and it should be i'm taking a poll one of our guests has a differing opinion and we want to figure out what everyone thinks and uh you know just ask them the question i think it'd be a very interesting especially if you ask him why like that would be interesting too I don't know. That's just an idea. 
But if you're afraid that you're in the minority, then I understand. I'm not even gonna ju- like I'm not even gonna justify what you just said with a response. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I should probably wrap this up a bit. Um, any piece of advice you want to share with our wonderful, beautiful listeners? Oh man. Um, piece of advice. I mean, the whole, like, honestly, for me, what I'm going to take away is the look in the mirror part, which you started off by saying this is crazy, but I think it's a really good idea, actually. I, you know what? I, I'm going to take that. Like, I was going to joke and say something stupid, but, um, yeah, I think that's a good one. Just kind of talk to yourself and, like, look yourself in the mirror and have an honest conversation with yourself about yourself. Um, it's just you know, honest be... self-reflection, which not, I mean, I know me personally, I don't take enough time through the day to actually sit down and self-reflect because like I said, my morning routine right now isn't that good. And I wake up and I instantly am like, I gotta do this, 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 and this. And then the kids wake up and then there's no time for self-reflection for me. Mm-hmm. So it's a great idea, dude. It's like a one minute thing to really like look yourself in the face and give yourself a pep talk or, mm-hmm. you know, be honest with yourself. Are you doing a good job in the areas of life that you would like to be doing a good job in? Yeah. And I guess like, if you think about, if you, th- if you think about yourself when you were 20, let's say you think, you think about the man you wanted to become at 30 and you look at yourself in the mirror at 30, like, look at yourself as like an outside person, like an outside perspective and talk to yourself. Cause I don't know that, I mean, many of us, maybe, maybe there are people that are very, very satisfied with who they are today and how far they've come. And they don't have anything else they want to like grow into or do or accomplish. And they're very happy with just a simple life. Um, I can't see from that perspective. I always look at myself. I'm like, you're not there yet. Keep going. This is something you need to work on. This is something you need to work on. And, um, that's the, I mean, but I also kind of take a second and say thank you and like appreciate things about myself to myself. And I thank myself for the hard work. And I, I like, you know, pat myself on the back for some of the things that I've done well uh, that have exceeded my expectations. So it's like, I just kind of a nice little self-awareness exercise. Spend like one minute doing it, two minutes, something, you know, it's, it's, and it's not that hard. It's not much to ask. And also just like get that app. It's called done. And just like create a very simple, maybe three items, three, four, five, six, seven items that you do every morning, like, and build a rhythm, like build positive habits with it. Um, you know, it's, it's helpful. I mean, it's, it's helpful for me. I'm a list nutcase though. So maybe I'm different, but, um, I know that some people could pick up some good habits. I'm sure. Well, I know for me, I'm not a list junkie, but when I make a list, um, stuff gets done. Whereas Mm -hmm. if I don't make a list, I've been hitting the head many times. So if I don't make a list, like something, I'll think about something in one for one minute and then it'll just completely disappear. And then the next day I'm like, did I, did I do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so 
We're all good. Yep. 100%. Cool, dude. Cool. Well, in a couple weeks, I'll see you. We're going on a road trip, and we're going to yeah. run a bunch in the desert. And then... Oh, God. <laughs> just, like, have this creeping feeling that I'm just not ready. Like, dude, I, like, I have that, I, too. I'm going to do it. Like, obviously, I'm going to do it ready, ready or not. But, like, I just have this creeping feeling that I'm just, like, that I'm just, like, not ready. <laughs> So, just just keep we'll putting see. one foot in front of the other man and eventually we'll you'll get there i like and i want to i've kind of started to plan food and was really systematic about it um like okay how many calories will i expend in one mile in this condition in this condition so i'm gonna pack the like just enough for that amount like maybe a little bit less in some cases maybe a little bit more in some cases um and like this is what i'll have for mile one mile two mile three mile four like this much water this much food kind of just being super systematic about it and then like i've thought about strategies which are like i'm gonna run for a mile and then i'll walk for two minutes and then i'll run yeah. for a mile like things like, like that great strategy well and the weird thing about this one is it's so flat that there's not really like an excuse to walk whereas the one we did in virginia it was very hilly so every time you're going uphill you're like oh now i'm gonna walk obviously mm-hmm. so like yeah. scheduling your walk breaks is probably not a bad idea honestly um yeah all right, man. Uh, we will we will see you soon, brother. All right, man. Uh, for all you folks out there in the Like a Bigfoot audience, this has been Travis Stefan, host of Like a Bigfoot, and what? my guest Chris Ward. What? Signing off. <laughs> this got weird at the end. <laughs> All right. Much thanks to Travis for joining me for that conversation and sharing his seemingly endless morning routine, um, which just made me smile to no end because I just re-listened to the beginning. And he's like, I have a little list here. Um, But man, he had some really good things in there. And I'm about a week removed from this podcast recording this podcast and i've used quite a bit of the things that he mentioned so go out and try to apply some of those ideas to your life i mean obviously not all of us can do 25 items every morning but one or two focused habits would be a good thing to work on All right, for all the rest of our podcasts, check out likeabigfoot.com or go to SoundCloud. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash likeabigfoot. Basically, just look up Like a Bigfoot and you'll find a bunch of articles about people looking for Bigfoot and then like five items down, you'll find our website. (laughs) But if you look up Like a Bigfoot podcast, we're definitely the first one up there. So big timing. All right, so that's it for this week, and I will get back to you next week with another guest, and then a couple weeks after that, we're actually going to do our race report after Cross Our Fingers, hopefully surviving the Monument Valley Ultra. Um, I'm going to leave you today with (laughs) Travis Steffen trying to do impressions and failing. Thanks, guys. See you next week.
All right, uh, and here's the Travis Stefan doing like a Bigfoot <laughs> outro. Um, Kermit the Frog here saying goodbye for the Like a Bigfoot podcast. That's the worst impression I've ever heard, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't do a whole lot of impressions. You don't do an impression. Just like, set, dude, you're a online marketing growth expert. Oh, I got one. Okay. So you got to like grow the audience of my podcast i got one i got something you know something brother like a bigfoot podcast the millions of hulkamaniacs out there around the world seventy thousand screaming fans and you know something mean gene like we're out there every night and clanging and banging the square circle brother you know what you what you know about these 24 inch pythons brother Chris Ward doesn't know anything about these. What are, what are you going to do, Chris Ward, when Hulkamania runs wild on you? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, Hulk Hogan. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be that aggressive as an outro. <laughs>